Sports teaches you character. It teaches you to play by the rules. It teaches you to know what it feels like to win and lose. It teaches you about life. Billie Jean King. Welcome to Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Your host, Lisa Leo, leads a roundtable in the universe to discuss women in music, literature, science, and more. Warning, time travel is possible. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Lisa Leo. If our opening quote from one of the world's greatest tennis champions is any clue, Today is all about sports. Now, the word sports sounds so vague, doesn't it? But how else can one possibly describe something that encompasses so much? From the more obvious football and baseball to the lesser-known sports that you may have only heard of while watching coverage of the Olympics, sports are a part of the global community. And while the sports industry has been dominated by male athletes, it's important to recognize the gals who fought against sexism, racism, pay gaps, and stereotypes just for the right to participate. They broke records, and they became champions. There is an endless list of female athletes to admire. We could never cover all of them in one episode, and that's a good thing. It's because the list continues to grow. There is truly no end in sight for what women in the world of sports can accomplish. So today... We're merely scratching the surface of these gal champions. But before we do so, I must introduce my teammates for this episode. If you listen to episode one, which I hope you did, you will recognize both voices. Up first is an art athlete. Her sport, painting. It's Bonnie Fillenworth. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Bonnie? Good. We got to come up I'm with happy a team to- name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to think of something clever. Uh, happy to have you back again. Thanks for having me. Great. So, uh, would you like to share your experience with sports? Did you have anything you played growing up? Uh, I played softball and basketball growing up. Nice. How, how many years was that for each? Oh, uh, basketball was just one season, but softball was like third grade to high school. It was the the Optimist League or whatever. So everybody got in and everybody got a trophy. Oh, nice. So <laughs> between the two, I'm going to assume softball was your favorite? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you tried the basketball out for the season and that was it? Well, that was back when I had my growth spurt first. So I was the tall rebounder and then oh. everyone else caught up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> And up next is a woman with a true passion for Title IX. It's Dr. Leah Leach. Hello. Yes, I do love that Title IX. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's obviously just a little teaser, folks. We are definitely going to dive into that very shortly. Um, Leah, why don't you tell us about your experience in sports? Um, I don't have a whole bunch, but I did try out for tennis. I do kind of feel like it was a whim that I tried out for tennis. Um, I didn't give it my all. It was kind of like I was trying not to make it on the team on purpose. I felt I really felt self self sabotage. I didn't want to commit, but I wanted to try. And it's like if you're not really trying, then what are you doing? Uh, so that was ridiculous. Um, but I did like playing baseball when it was just for fun, you know, when it was just with other kids in the neighborhood in the backyard sort of thing. Um, but my favorite sport is car racing, and uh, I feel like I should never actually try it. 
because I don't know what will happen if I go unhinged in a car. (laughs) (laughs) It could be dangerous for everyone. (laughs) Yes. And it's dangerous to begin with. It kind of is. My my dad and my uncles uh, did amateur dirt track racing. So I would always watch it. So I always thought it was, you know, really fun. And I wanted, but at the same time, it's also an expensive hobby. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll just watch it (laughs) and enjoy it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can say full disclosure, I have very limited experience with traditional sports. Um, Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when I was in elementary school, I would much rather like sit in the classroom and sharpen pencils (laughs) than play in PE class. And I think a big part of it for me was... Um, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of very strong, um, athletes in, in school that, you know, they were the boys. And at that age, when you're in elementary school, um, they could be kind of a bully if you're not good. Yeah. You have to be like really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime, I think the worst was capture the flag. I hated when we had to do, I literally would go into like a panic because I was like, I'm so bad at this. And I just, I was so intimidated and the kids that were not good always got bullied. It was like, you know, they'd start calling you names and you're, you're so stupid. You're so slow, you know? Right. So over time, I kind of just got this scarred, like, oh, I don't want to do this. This This is is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But what I did have an interest in was dance. Nice. And I I started doing um, ballet and eventually point, tap, jazz, all that kind of stuff, um, which is what eventually led me into getting into theater in general. But um, for me, I'd say, you know, I didn't idolize traditional athletes. And I think until I a few years ago is when I finally realized that dancers are athletes. Oh, totally. Um, you know, they, they don't wear cleats and uniforms, but they wear dance shoes and costumes. Right. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. They, it is a physical feat to be able to do what they do and they have to train. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that we've got a pretty well-rounded group of experiences here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to lead into our first conversation um, with one of the most important topics to gals in sports, and that is Title IX. Yay! (laughs) Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Title IX of the Education Amendment Act of 1972 is a federal law that states no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So, Leah, you wrote a fantastic article on this exact subject. Thank you. Absolutely. I adore it. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's actually what I want to ask you about. Um, I want to ask about your experience with it, how you kind of became aware of it in the first place and why you are so passionate about it. I think I'm so passionate about it because I was aware of it later in life. And I think if I was aware of it earlier in life, it, I, I think it would have really been different for me. I didn't discover it until the 40th anniversary of Title IX. 
um, ESPN wow. did a documentary series. It was called Nine for Nine. Uh, they've done it a couple of times actually now, but it was the 40th anniversary of Title IX. They were explaining what it was, and they were showcasing all these amazing women in various sports and how Title IX, you know, not only affected them but their sport, and then the gals after them. Um, and I just. Um, I really strongly believe in that motto, if you can see it, you can be it. And so we have these wonderful athletes that are out there that started because of a Title IX opportunity and the groundswell and the ripples that have just come from it. Um, it just really, really makes me passionate because the legislation is also not just about sports. Uh, it's about any educational program that is federally funded. So there's so many opportunities in that. And now we have, we've seen it work in sports. So now where else could it go? And I think that's what makes me excited. The opportunity of expanding Title IX to so many other things. Uh, I love it. <laughs> that's fantastic. And and that's a really great point that it's not just about sports because right off the bat, my mind went to you know, the, the STEM field. So the right. sciences Absolutely. and technology and math and the, the, the fields that traditionally girls have been led to believe they're, it's not their strong suit. Right. That's, you know, um, and, and I, I always think like, I wonder how that could have or may have affected me when I was younger. Cause I, I grew up with that whole girls aren't good at math. And right. I basically was like, yeah, I'm bad at math. And, and it's as an okay. adult, it's like I'm a like, pass. <laughs> right. And it, exactly. And it's just this very complacent attitude that that people give. And as an adult, I'm like, who was I kidding? I am good at math. Right. Why, why did I believe that? Um, and I, I think that's that this is this is a law that is so powerful because it it, it seems like it's kind of a behind the scenes way of really impacting like history. I mean, we right. think about how many athletes have made it to, you know, win gold medals in the Olympics and you wonder like how much of an impact something that seems so simple and basic really had. Right. On, on paving the way for for women that young girls are now being inspired by and that's that's incredible. And I would even add to that too, um even if you're not sports inclined, you know, I watch the Olympics every year and I'm not sports inclined, but when I see an underdog, you know what I mean? And I see them fight for it and I see them um, go beyond that, that field of reason of, you know what, this hurts. Maybe you should stop. And they don't stop and they win. Um, even though I'm not sports inclined, it shows me about life. It shows me, you know, oh, maybe I get a rejection letter from something that I submitted, but I try again. You know what I mean? Like, yes. even watching anybody in sports is a lesson for trying again and uh, crafting and training and, you know what I mean, uh, giving giving effort when you don't think you have anything left in the tank sort of thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. yeah, so it, it spreads even beyond that. And especially if it's somebody of your own gender, it means yes. a little bit more because you can see yourself represented. It doesn't become just a girl thing, just a guy thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. And especially if you think about when you're watching them setting an example of overcoming physical hurdles. Right. And then sometimes you think, well, I'm just trying to overcome like a, a mental block or an emotional hurdle. And not to say that they're any less difficult, but it's pretty powerful motivation when you can see someone like coming back from an injury and winning a gold medal. Right. Or, you know, winning winning whatever, you know, competition that they're in. 
Uh, Bonnie, how about you? Were you familiar with Title IX? I remember it being talked about in high school. I didn't really know about the um, the three different steps of it. Um, I don't. I don't know how much it was actually applied in my school. Oh, look at that. Like, oh, thinking back to high school. I remember there was a big hubbub about we had football games, and they started up uh, Powder Puff because they didn't want to let the girls play football. Oh. And this was like a flag football thing. Mm-hmm. I know I know we had girls volleyball. I don't think we had boys volleyball. Oh, all right. See, there, because that's Title Nine as well. Mm-hmm. It should be equal base, to both. We had yeah. baseball and softball. I think the golf was co-ed, but yeah. But I remember um, in the video, the article, they talk about equal opportunity to the um, like the stadiums and the fields. There's no way that they would have had a powered puff game on a Friday night in football season at my school. <laughs> no way they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. How how about um, things like uniforms? Did you, were you able to have access to to good uniforms? Oh, I didn't play sports in high school. Um, oh, okay. But I don't think the powder puff had uniforms, right? Okay, I think at the little <laughs> See, flags it all yeah. provided. Makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Leah, do you have any advice? for someone who feels that Title IX is not being properly upheld within their their school or their community? Um, My advice would definitely be to approach a school administrator. So either the coach or who's in charge of the coach, maybe even just go straight to the principal. You can even go to the school board. So school administrator is vague. You have to use your judgment call, but always go higher than you think you need to. Um, Mm, Also tell a parent what's going down because they can also find the emails. They can find the chain of command. Uh, There is also the office of civil rights. It is a government agency that makes sure the schools comply. So if you don't want to read out your school or you don't think your principal is going to care, There is a government agency whose job it is to be the liaison between the school and what's going on to comply with Title IX. And I'll actually even have the direct email address on (laughs) galsguide.org, just in case. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Because it's government and they bury it. Like, they make it really hard to find. And I'm like, Mm. really, government? Hold on. (laughs) Of course. Yep. That's excellent information. Thank you for that. Not a problem. All right. Yeah, so I mean, I think Title IX is, it's a great way to kind of start off what we're talking about today because it kind of is the center of how women have accomplished so much in in such a short time. Um, So the next article that we're going to talk about is two of the most famous female athletes in the world. And I don't think anyone's going to argue with me on that introduction. It's (laughs) Venus and Serena Williams. Yes. (laughs) I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, these are incredibly, incredibly successful women that have become household names. And that's even with people who are clueless about tennis or sports in general. I mean, we all pretty much know them. Yeah. And, um, and Leah, as you wrote in this article, they are tennis players, Olympians, entrepreneurs, and sisters. So, you know, they're... They're not that busy, I don't think. <laughs> they're very busy, but they're awesome at all of it. It's really amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I loved that the title of the article is Inspirational Sisters. I think it's a good place for us to start our conversation. Um, when you were putting this article together, what did you find the most inspiring about the sisters? 
I really um, took value in how they needed each other and how they found inspiration in each other. Um, because when it came to training and competing and even celebrating, it was not only women working together, it was sisters working together. Um, so it's one of those things where in sports, that's difficult to have two people, you know what I mean? That actually get along, that train together, that work together, let alone have them be sisters because, you know, you hear this dynamic of, oh yeah, sisters fight, sisters compete and things like that. Uh, Venus and Serena are going to change your mind about the dynamic of what it can mean to be, you know, sisters. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Now, um, Bonnie, do, do you have any sisters? No, I am an only child. Okay. She okay. says with like so... a smirk on her face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leah, I actually meant to ask you as well. Do you have any sisters? I don't have a sister. I have a brother, but I have two daughters. So mm. you know what I mean? Okay. So I'm kind okay. of like, combining my my rationale with uh, my relationship with my brother which was hilarious and then okay. seeing how my uh my daughters interact with each other so <laughs> so this is actually really interesting to me because I don't have a sister either oh none of us so, have sisters look at that I I have one brother ah. so that's it so because I was really thinking a lot about um in the article, you mentioned that they've competed against each other more than 20 times, mm -hmm. which, you know, that's astonishing. Yeah. Just because one of them is always going to have to lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going into it, you, you know? know somebody's losing. It's you or your right. sister. <laughs> right. I, I imagine, like, how that has to feel for their parents as well. Like, I'm rooting for both of my daughters. <laughs> Either way, one of them's losing. Either way, I win. You know? <laughs> like, but I win. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to imagine like how I would handle being in in either Venus or Serena's shoes in that experience. Like, how do you think, Bonnie, how do you think you would handle that experience? Like in terms of winning or losing to a sister? Well, I think on the plus side, they always have someone to play tennis with. So that could always help. But I would think it would be kind of like a friendly competition kind of a thing, like like bragging rights, I would hope. Right. <laughs> I would hope it wouldn't get like, like... Where's the line between the bragging rights and the congratulations? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Leah, how about you? Oh, goodness. I mean, um, I would have to say I'm the type of person who would probably lose to my own sister. And I know this, like if I was playing mm -hmm. against my brother, I would lose. You know what I mean? Like, cause I would want them to have it more. And so therefore, again, why I'm a terrible tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> this is keeps coming up in my life of things I, you know, really shouldn't have done. But I, I, I mean, it's just, um, that's just my personality. You know what I mean? And it would be, mm -hmm. you know, who does it mean more to? And, you know, I, I would want to see my sister win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally get that. And, you know, of course, I know I'm asking all of us a tough question because we don't actually have a sister to reference. Right. So it's a, it's a little harder <laughs> to dig deep into those like emotions. But I think for me, I feel like there's always going to be like this little tiny emotional like bully deep down in the pit of my stomach that's like, don't be don't be mean to your sister like but don't go easy because <laughs> right. you want her to win fair and square I, I I can't imagine how hard that has to be on both of them but I 
I, I think that, yes, there's obviously the, the friendly competition and they probably do learn a lot from it. But it's also got to be interesting because they also probably both know the other's uh, weaknesses, playing strategies mm. yeah, their weaknesses oh, yeah, totally. and their strengths. You got to so play I even wonder... harder when you play against your sister then. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine playing against a mirrored version of yourself almost, you know, like I, I know, I know my next move. Right. Um, I, I just, I thought that was a really interesting thing to question. And the fact that they've done it over 20 times, mm-hmm. that's, that's so incredible. Um, and that also kind of leads into the next thing I was thinking about with them. They, they have very, very strong work ethics. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly hardworking, very determined. Can you find ways to relate that and, and find ways to be inspired by that in your own life? Leah? Um, yeah, especially with their injuries. And that was something that surprised me as I was kind of researching the article because I kept seeing, uh, both Venus and Serena, when they would have injuries, they would come back and they'd like win everything. (laughs) Mm. And it was this, you know, um, you know, this real drive to prove that, you know, they are more powerful than their bodies that are trying to fail them. Uh, don't count us out, you know, cause we're coming back. We are not done with this yet. And I really kind of like meditated on that idea. You know what I mean? Um, and I really think it comes down to that life will sometimes bring you down. Um, and it almost brings you down so that you can skyrocket further like a slingshot, if you will. And so I kind of thought of it that way because, I mean, they had knee injuries. They had jeepers, uh, organs that were failing and autoimmune diseases. These were serious things that would take out a variety of different athletes, but they would come back stronger and win all of it. And I think that's what that is. It's, you know, how far down do you have to go? Well, I'm going to go up twice as far. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of what I took from them. And I, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was intentional or what I needed at the time, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Completely agree. How about you, Bonnie? Uh, I was really inspired by, I think it was Serena and maybe the other one, but, um, she won the Australian open while she was pregnant. Yeah. Serena. Yes. Not Serena. Only like, was she busy winning? She was busy growing a person. (laughs) Eh, like, no biggie, just yep. multitasking. Like, <laughs> there's no excuse now for men to ever be like, "Oh, she can't do that while she's pregnant." It's like, well, Serena Williams won while she was pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Have you seen the new commercials where it's Serena narrating and she says, "Like a mother." <laughs> nice. Oh, and it's just the no. way that she says Ooh. it. It's like you know, oh, you're trying to bring me down like a mother. I'm gonna come oh, back goodness. like a mother, and I'm like, first my thought was, did Serena just have a kid? <laughs> Because either way, I'm totally done with this advertisement. And I think it was either Nike or Gatorade. I don't know. But it's a good ad. <laughs> and and I think to that point, didn't she suffer a lot of um, just nonsense, negative treatment after she had her baby? I mean, I, yeah. I, recall, I recall hearing something about um, her ranking suffered. And it was like nothing more than just because, oh, well, she had a baby. So right. like there were assumptions being made about that. Um and I guess she has once again continued to prove people wrong there. Pretty mm-hmm. much. She, uh, I, I, I believe just recently, uh, won everything again. And I say everything because I don't know all the different slam titles. <laughs> right. And and I, I don't either. So there's right. no correcting you. Right. There. She won some slams and maybe something that ended with a ton, like a Wimbledon or... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
There's so many things from the. It's not just like one. There's not just one Super Bowl for. There's like so many things in tennis to win, yeah. and I think they've each won like all of them at least like once. Yeah, they had all the major titles and an Olympic medal in the same year, both of them. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, uh huh, top of their game, <laughs> totally. It's just, it's incredible. It really is, and you know, I. I think about like what kind of inspiration and, and motivation I can take from them. And I think the biggest one, honestly, is the fact that athletes in general, but the Williams sisters specifically, they have endured lots of health issues and lots of injuries. And I think of the days when I just can't get out of bed. Right. Like I, I wake up in the morning and something's kind of achy or, you know, waking up with a headache and I'm just like, oh, oh, I don't want to start my day. And then I'm thinking, do you know what they probably put their bodies through and what they push through right. mm-hmm. through training and competitions and, and winning through all of this? And then the thought like, like Serena had a child and then went right back mm-hmm. into playing. Yeah. And, and it kind of, I mean, on a, on a real surface level, it's for me, it's just kind of like reminding myself to just sometimes you have to just kind of push through not saying you should always push through pain right right you know there's there's obviously limits but for the most part I think the the mindset of never giving up not letting your injuries define you right and not letting motherhood define you as well now I'm a mom so now I'm not an athlete it's like no Mm -hmm. it's not one or the other exactly you are both and you can always be both Mm -hmm. you could be more you could be more than that and obviously for them they're they're sisters and they're athletes and another fun thing I I had learned did you know that they're part owners of the Miami Dolphins yeah I did not know until I read that article right (laughs) yeah that amazing uh it's really amazing i could be mistaken that they were the first women to do it but they are definitely the very first african-american women to have stakes in an nfl uh team which is like yes Yes. do it awesome yes that's (laughs) be an example what i read as well yeah and i mean you think about like the work that goes into just running businesses i think they've got some clothing lines and it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know they have time to do all of that and be champions. So they're they're just incredibly inspiring. And I think we can all apply a little bit of their work ethics into our own lives, even if it's just sitting in front of a computer all day. Right. Uh, you know, it just kind of puts into perspective when we think something's a challenge. Like maybe we can work through that a little harder. And right. um, they are awe-inspiring. Oh, yeah. And I think going <laughs> forward, they're going to continue to be because they're starting the fight for equal pay. And that, because they're icons, that will continue the conversation beyond tennis. So that is something to keep watching for those two. So um, if anybody's changing another game, it could be the Williams sisters with equality pay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It could be great. Yes, absolutely. And talk about an uphill battle. But Mm -hmm. wasn't one of the women's soccer teams doing that recently? Yeah. Mia Hamm, I know, has been a big proponent of equal pay and comparing the women's soccer to the men's soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's more women that are fighting beyond Mia Hamm, but it's a conversation that's happening, too. (laughs) Mm hmm. It's it's great. It's a great time for it because I think we're on a roll lately, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. We are we are getting business done. We got this to do list, and we're just checking things off. <laughs> yep, yep. Fight fighting our way to the top, which actually that leads me into our next 
discussion. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, you did. Say, I, I tried. I tried to be a little clever there. <laughs> so clever girl. The next, <laughs> the next sport we're going to talk about, I personally find a little bit intimidating. Um, that's roller derby. And we have a wonderful article written by Rebecca all about roller derby. Unfortunately, uh, she couldn't be with us today. She had a little scheduling conflict, but I want to thank her for such an informative article. Uh, and she included some of her own personal experiences as part of a roller derby team. Now, I'll give you guys a little description. This is uh, directly from the Women's Flat Track Derby Association website. And they just describe it as a fast-paced contact team sport that requires speed, strategy, and athleticism. The flat track version of the sport evolved in 2001 and has quickly grown to encompass more than 400 leagues worldwide. This is in large part due to the ease of setting up a flat track, as it can be done on any surface that is suitable for skating, such as skating rinks, basketball courts, parking lots, and even airplane hangars. The DIY spirit that drives the sport allows roller derby leagues to create their own unique identities and adapt their structures to reflect their local communities. So, yeah, I I, I heard you kind of on there at the airplane hangar. <laughs> that would be so amazing. Like, I'm sorry, the filmmaker in me just awoke for like half a second and went, that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. like an abandoned airport hangar that nobody uses oh. and having the girls DIY roller. Der- oh, that'd be cool. I've seen or, it on gymnasium. You know so <laughs> why not even one with a plane in the hangar? Oh. You could totally go around a plane. Yeah. That would be really cool. That'd too. be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I had some initial first impressions about roller derby that were outdated right I would say 70s version um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I think Rebecca's article really helped clear up a lot of that for me because she you know was explaining about the clothing has evolved it's not all banked tracks anymore they're they're flat tracks that sort of thing um but let me kind of gauge if you guys were familiar with this or not Bonnie did you know much about roller derby before this I've I've heard of it I haven't gone to a match but it's it's pretty big in Indianapolis we've got a couple teams here um mm. yeah and I've, I've always see them rolling around they're in art for art fairs a lot rolling around the um the Naptown roller girls are usually here yeah very much so very cool I even had him in one of my movies, actually, and wigged out. We had um, oh, nice. we had four Naptown Roller Girls uh, as uh, extras to kind of like you know add some flair of the scene, and I just love it when they're on set. They're also cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Have Have you ever played, Leah? Uh, I have really thought about it, but for some odd reason, I don't like the idea of breaking my limbs. <laughs> Every time I go, somebody Why breaks not? an arm or they break like a femur, and it's like. Oh, you know what? I just don't heal as well. Like maybe if I was like in my early 20s, I would have had a different conversation. But I was approaching 40 and I went, stuff doesn't heal as fast anymore, but I would rock at it because <laughs> I am a bigger lady. So I can block. Yeah. <laughs> I can block and, you know, team camaraderie. And but I go to the games. I go to the Naptown games and I go to the, the Circle City Socialites games. I need to go more often, but I have so much fun cheering them on. I just... I love them. They have so much personality and uniqueness. <laughs> I I was looking in my area to see if I had any local ones because I've I've never seen a game. I've I've or race. We call it a race, right? Not a game or about. Should get clarification. About, either way, about okay. yeah, about. But then you sound so Canadian. <laughs> about. I'm going about. about. 
I have, um, I've never seen a, a bout. And you're right. Now I'm going to keep thinking about it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you're welcome, um, Canadia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Canada. We love you. No offense. <laughs> we do. We do. No offense. <laughs> you're a beautiful country. Exactly. We're sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I did see that there is a league fairly close to me, about an hour away. Um, and I, I think that I would probably love to play if I was good at skating. I'm yeah. not good at skating. Uh, All right. Have you yeah. tried on four quad skates before, though? That's the only way I tried. Oh, okay. All right. I was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of things that you get scarred as a child and you just swear it off. Um, and that's one of those things that yeah. every time I went to the skating rink, I could either not get myself propelled or I couldn't slow myself down. And right. I always fell. Uh, one time I almost broke my nose. I hit, fell into someone's elbow and I thought, well, that's it from my face. Oh, my beautiful <laughs> and, face. No. And it was painful too. I was pretty bruised. So, and, and that was just trying to skate, like holding my friend's hand so we didn't fall kind of thing. I right. mean, imagine where you're intentionally trying to like knock people out of the the True. the ring it's like okay <laughs> but i but i like the aggressive aspect of it i think it's a good way to blow off some steam oh absolutely <laughs> you know it it looks just really really invigorating and then also satisfying yeah that's that's what i like about it i highly uh, recommend <laughs> going to a game in person because yeah. the person next to you will explain it to you as it's happening and it's really quick to kind of pick up but it's that it's that environment that feel it's it's the same thing with any sport i prefer going to seeing a live event than watching it on mm -hmm. television i dig it a lot more but especially roller derby when at any moment a girl can fly off the track and be in your lap <laughs> <laughs> wow cuz it happens yeah there's actually like a strike zone <laughs> where it's like most likely if you are here there will be, you know, some skates coming your way. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. And yeah, that's a lot of the research I did online was saying that you have to see it in person. You do. It's really awesome. <laughs> and it's now, I'm not sure, but is this one of the first sports we can say has always been a female-led sport? Or was there ever any male teams? I, I'm trying to figure out if I, I don't think I read anything about there that. There was in the 70s. In the 70s, there was male teams and female teams. But that's also when it was banked. It was a different sport. Um, mm. and it, But it, the resurgence that came in the 2000s, it was brought back by women for women. So nice. you're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. There are some co-ed teams now. There are. But I don't think I've heard of any male teams. Right. I know they're trying to, but you're right. I haven't heard of any either. Interesting. The co-ed thing sounds really um, kind of complicated in a way. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think about like a guy elbowing a woman and it like. And it being okay. Right? It's, it's equality. Yeah. We need to get there. All part of yeah. the man. <laughs> because, you know, give and take, give and take. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um. The last question I want to ask about roller derby is what would your team name be if you had your own league? 
Did you think of Who one body first? I did not. <laughs> you blanked it, it on would, it. <laughs> it would have to be some amazing puns because that's my favorite part about roller derby is yes. all the pun names, like Hermione Danger, yes, and Katniss oh. Evermean, uh huh, Holly Go Bite Me, uh huh, Fifty Shades of Mayhem. Like I love the puns. The names that's incredible, are beautiful. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I mostly ask this question because I know Leah is awesome with puns, uh-huh. and I secretly wanted to hear what she was gonna come up with. Okay, that, this was a very selfish reasoning. <laughs> Maybe this is my calling. Maybe I just need to come up with roller derby names yeah. because this was too much fun. Um, so the first one actually for the team name, the first one I thought of was Spaceballs the Roller Derby. But you know, licensing. Oh, I love I it. think licensing might be, you know, I don't think Mel Brooks would be too happy with that. So uh so I came up with yeah. the Galactic Glamazons. Ooh. Believe it or not, that is not actually a derby team because I looked nice. it up once I was so proud of myself. It is now. <laughs> right? We are the Galactic Glamazons, oh right? Uh, and then we already have our oh. artwork too. I know, right? Eighties <laughs> yeah, like space, eighties so cool. glam. Yes, yes. Oh, I know, right? Oh, it'd be the perfect team. And uh, I even like because I had thought about this a couple of times. There's two different derby names that I have for myself. One of them I don't really like that much. I got it off a BuzzFeed quiz, so does it really count? Not really. Uh, but it's a uh, <laughs> nah. uh, Joan Jetpack. <laughs> okay okay and the other one because i'm buddhist and i love how the sport is camaraderie but it's also beating each other up uh i would change from siddhartha which was the buddha's really to siddhartha nice <laughs> oh my gosh that's brilliant right there's a lot of layers there and it's still a pun so siddhartha would probably be my derby name on oh, the galactic glamazons <laughs> i'll be here all week <laughs> Leah, I knew you wouldn't disappoint. I knew I it. took this with as much uh, fortitude and uh, practice energy as I believe Serena Williams does. <laughs> you are the Serena Williams of puns. Thank you very much. I'm getting that on a t-shirt now. <laughs> so mine, mine was pretty lame because uh, right off the bat, I'm like, I always think about my cats and how I can employ like yes. cat puns and everything because they're awesome. And I immediately went to cat scratch coasters, like, and then I was like, like but am I, am I giving like a bad stereotype to like, oh, girls only fight, you know, cat fight. No, 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 because you can play with it. You take a, you take something and you turn it on its head and you give it new meaning. It's like, you know, you take a stereotype away and you empower it. Yeah, I like it. And <laughs> the only other one I could think of was the stitching bruisers. Like, gonna give oh, you some stitches, stitches, and we're gonna bruise you. Yes. Like, just fully hardcore. Like, we're coming in ready to fight. Like, there's nothing cute about this name at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but I, I, um, I think the galactic. What was it? Galactic. Galactic glamazons. Glamazon. Nice. Wow. Because I love my Wonder That's... Woman stuff. So I'm like Amazon, mm-hmm. Glamazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was playing with the idea of something with goddess. I was like the goddess gang. And right. I was like, eh, Almost. You know, some, something in that. Yeah, yeah. But right. that, yeah, the Glamazon, that that really works. And it fits our it fits our podcast theme too. It kind of know, does. Our style. I like Now it. we just need people who can skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that. <laughs> totally forgot about that right exactly well you know what we're gonna look fierce in the costumes though 
So can either of you skate? Are you neither of you good skaters? I can skate. I can't do okay. like I don't know about like beating people up as I skate. <laughs> right. But like I can skate in a circle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um I Leah, can you I can, are you okay? Yeah, I can skate on squad uh, on uh, on quad skates. Um the the stopper what I still mm. refer to as the toe pick because I saw cutting edge. Um, I'm not that good. Like I stopped too fast. <laughs> yeah. okay. So I can't control the slowing down part. <laughs> okay. You know, I haven't tried since childhood and I feel like maybe I should get back into that. Um, you might nail it. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, my husband's a really good uh, rollerblader. So maybe yeah. I'll, um, See? maybe I'll get some skates and, uh, I'll have to paint them up with some galactic glamazon absolutely artwork or something. Yeah. <laughs> Put like a Sparkle David Bowie just... lightning bolt on there and you're nice. good. <laughs> and and I will remind myself that Serena Williams had a child and went right back to winning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that I can still try to skate. There you go. I like it. <laughs> you know, it's all perspective. <laughs> all right. Well, now it's time to talk time travel gals. And today, we're traveling about as far back as you can get. We're going all the way back to the early history of Olympic women. And Leah, you did a really fascinating bit of research on the ancient Olympics. And um, women's participation, or I guess you could say lack thereof, there wasn't much. Right. Um, there was a lot of great facts uh, about the history that I, I actually never knew. Um, for example, the ancient Olympics started in 776 BC as a religious festival to honor Zeus, but the only athletes were surprise free Greek males. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only were women not allowed to play, they weren't even permitted to attend the games. Uh, can you honestly imagine not being allowed to even watch a sport? Uh, I'm too rebellious to even imagine this. I'm sure if you <laughs> snuck in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's utterly insane. Oh yeah. I just go it to had, it had to be Jurassic Park then. like a nature finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Little Jeff Goldblum. Mm, always. <laughs> So, um, Leah, what was your favorite bit of trivia or information that you learned from your research? Um, I had no idea that there was the games of Hera. I really didn't know that going in. I just kind of, you know, how far back can I go with women's history when it is related to the Olympics? And I just kind of kept digging. And when I found the games of Hera, I was absolutely smitten and amazed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, another bit of information that I just, I loved that existed, let alone that I found it was the, uh, Kaniska. And I hope I'm saying it right. Cause my Greek is really bad. Um, she was, uh, the King of Sparta's daughter and she found a loophole in the Olympic games. The one where women weren't even allowed to watch, uh, because there was the competition for chariot owners and, uh, our gal owned a chariot. <laughs> Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So she competed in 396 BC, uh, won many a time, and not only that, but opened the door for more than a dozen more female chariot owners to also win. So uh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. See, nature finds a way. The first <laughs> yep. galactic glimpse of. Yes, there you go. <laughs> 
Leave it to the ladies Perfect. to find the loophole. That's right. <laughs> you can't fool us, guys. We're you free Greek males. <laughs> we're really good at paperwork and loopholes. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> Bonnie, how about you? Anything that you found fascinating? Um, well, I minored in classical studies, and I didn't know a whole lot of this. Um, but oh, nice! I thought it was interesting that the women competed. I know they had a shorter toga, but I didn't know that it had one breast exposed. Isn't that classy? And I was like, yeah, why? Like, I wasn't sure if it was some homage to um, the Amazon warriors would have mm-hmm. one breast out. Or if it was some kind of sports bra thing, like to keep them from hitting each other. (laughs) Right. No, I see what you're saying. (laughs) I like the physics there. (laughs) So I was like, but why? Thinking the logistics, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also wondered if, you know, because the women weren't allowed at the the Olympics, were men allowed at the Games of Hera? Right. I think that was, it was brought up and there wasn't really an answer that I could find because dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Interesting. I could, I I could imagine they either were too insulted to want to watch it because they thought it was silly and frivolous of them, of those women to how dare you want to play and participate or they did want to show up just because, you know, there's women with one breast hanging mm-hmm. out. Exactly. And these are possible <laughs> ladies to marry. I mean. <laughs> yes, that's true. Dun, dun, it's like Tinder basically running around a track with one boob hanging out. Wait, ancient Greek Tinder. <laughs> BC Tinder. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think my favorite bit, bit of trivia is that there hasn't been an Olympic year yet that there still isn't a first record for women. Isn't that amazing? It's kind of a, it, it's, it, you have to almost read that like three times to let it wrap around and sink into your brain. Yeah. Because it seems like, how is that still possible? But of course it is. It is. There's, mm-hmm. there's so much ground to break through still, you know? Um, but I loved that. I loved that bit. And um it, it makes it more exciting to want to watch the Olympics, truthfully, I, every time they're on. I do kind of think that's partly why I watch, is what it, what records yeah. are going to be broken? What what feat of humanity, men and women, are we going to excel at, you know, even more in this year? You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I was even excited with, like, Usain Bolt um, breaking all of the records in track and field. It's like, how fast can a human person run? You know, it's just, to me, it's, uh, it's the feat of humanity. We're still seeing it. But also the gals are still getting their due. Like they're, it's the first time in a certain sport. You know what I mean? It's a first time with a record and it's, uh, we still got a lot to go and it's one way to kind of judge it, you know, like where are we at? Right. Right. And you also mentioned that as far as the modern Olympics, which I believe they started in 1896, yes, that women still weren't included until four years later. Yeah. Night till so, the 1900s where the girls allowed to so play. If you think, think about it from the bc era all the way till the 1900s things kind of moved at a snail's pace for women kind of did and and when you think about from 1900 until today it's warp speed Mm -hmm. it's incredible uh yes there's still so much to accomplish there's so much to do and i think obviously one of the big things being um the pay gaps for athletes which is just it's 
it's silly that we even have to talk about this still. Right. But when you compare this short time period to millennia, mm-hmm. it's amazing how far we've come since 1900. I think that's fascinating. And I think we're still trying to keep up with it. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. we're always like, where are we at now? Okay, we're there. We still got to get forward. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. this is, we're going very far, very fast. And, and there's many times where I feel like it's not fast enough. So it's, it's a paradox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that those times when we're having these conversations that seem like, why do we still have to discuss to be being paid equally? It seems like this shouldn't even be a thing anymore. It is important to also, you know, cut ourselves some slack and remember how far we have come. Right, exactly. In in a short short time, you know, I, I, I try to think back to like, like my grandmother's time, like when she was in her twenties and thirties and and she was in, in the height of trying to have a career or being expected to just be, you know, staying at home and, mm-hmm. and think about how different just three generations back or four generations back had it compared to now. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. how, how probably very few female athletes that they had to, to be inspired by or to even know that that was a possibility for them. Right. If you see it, you Um, can be it. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and to think that they had no idea that those opportunities could even be a possibility. And now we know that we can pretty much question that everything we can question that all of this is a possibility for us. Right. No matter what I used to, that's awesome. I used to always think growing up, um, my, uh, my great grandmother, had basically three career options, uh, a teacher, a nurse, or a mom. Mm -hmm. And then through the generations, it came down to me where I could really be anything I set my mind to, including president of the United States. And you know what? I wasn't equipped for that because how do you teach that generation? I had three options, but you have all of it. Now choose wisely. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It is a very difficult leap. And so that's why it's like many steps forward, but at the same time, it's preparing to have those choices and those opportunities. What do you do? Sometimes you panic and do nothing. (laughs) And that's a viable option because the world's open to you. What if you choose Mm -hmm. the wrong thing? Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about decision fatigue. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, part of the, dynamic of it that's why the if you can see it you can be it if you see somebody else do something and go man I could do that or I see myself doing that or I want to try to see if I could do that I think it helps um with the world being so wide open yes absolutely and it's not even about like how high you can set the bar it's just putting the bar in place period pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I'd like to ask both of you, if you could win a gold medal in any Olympic sport, it doesn't matter if you're good at it or if you think you could or not, which would it be? Bonnie, would you like to go first? Petting the most dogs. Oh, <laughs> oh. I like it. That's, I didn't, oh I didn't know that gosh, was an option. It. Bonnie. Oh, it is now. <laughs> That's my everyday life. She, oh, hey, she beautiful. says so. Remember? I'm down with it. Glamazon, you do that. <laughs> How about you, Leah? Um, I mine's very silly, but I would love to win a gold medal in archery, uh, because I love the movie Brave, and I just want to say <laughs> archery as many times as I can. Uh, plus, then it would be that oh, you have a gold medal. What did you win it for? Archery. Like I don't think anybody would. <laughs> just sounded good. Isn't that dumb? <laughs> no, there's there's no dumb answer. I didn't so you know think that. of petting dogs. <laughs> yeah, such a good answer. <laughs> 
yeah, like now I'm like, gosh, now I should change mine. Should be like, is there like petting dogs and cats and like bunny rabbits? Can I do all of that? See, (laughs) perhaps. Um, I'm actually gonna go with gymnastics. Oh, nice. Simply because they are my favorite to watch. I get mesmerized by just the insane things that they are capable of doing. And uh, I can't even do a cartwheel, <laughs> but um, but I have an appreciation for the sport. So I like it. No, they are some inspiring ladies. Every mm-hmm. single uh, Olympics. I always want to say every single year. I have to always remember. I know. Olympics are every four years. <laughs> yep. I, I kept catching myself too. <laughs> I know. Four years, four years, four years. Right. <laughs> Okay, so lastly, it's time for some deep space exploration. This is where we're going to explore some bonus content. Our subject is gals in sports films. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it wasn't too hard to find a massive selection of sports titles that are basically centered around male athletes. Uh, We've got dramas like Rocky and Rudy and goofball comedies like Dodgeball and Talladega Nights, like the super silly. But... We want to dig a little deeper into films that put the gals in the lead. The selection is limited, but it's awesome to see that these films are embracing strong females who take the lead rather than sit in the sidelines. So I found an article from Bustle.com, and it's titled 18 Female-Led Sports Movies That Will Inspire You to Play to Win. So there's a pretty impressive selection of movies on here. Obviously, there's only 18 of them compared to probably hundreds of sports movies about guys. Right. They did very good, though. I really liked the but 18. I was impressed. Very, yeah, very I, sports, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I, w- I was pretty impressed. And there was some on there that I hadn't considered. But I'd like to know, Bonnie, what was what was your favorite on the list? Uh, I have to go with The League of Their Own. Yeah. That one's, and it was filmed here in Indiana mm-hmm. and down in Evansville. Oh, that's great. How about you, Leah? It's the same answer, uh, League of Their Own. Um, When I saw that film when I was young, it was the first time that I realized that Penny Marshall was the director because she was on Entertainment Tonight. And I was watching Entertainment Tonight wanting to be a filmmaker. So they actually interviewed her because, you know, she was on Laverne and Shirley. And I'm like, wait, 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 uh, women direct? Because I thought I needed to be an actress or a writer because that's what I saw. And I saw her direct Tom Hanks and Gina Davis and uh, Madonna, who was huge. And I'm like, that's a job. So actually a league of their own for a variety of reasons. But because she showed me, uh, you know, because I saw it and then I wanted to be it. I almost said bought it. (laughs) So I was trying to rhyme it. But uh, no, that movie means everything to me. I just I love that movie. Yeah, it's. I, I have to go with the League of Their Yay! Own as well. I mean, how how can you not? And I I think a big part of it for me is also that this was taking place, you know, during a really really hard time in our country. I mean, mm-hmm. this is people trying to lift spirits during World War II. Yeah. You know, people being separated from their loved ones and women getting to take the lead and. You know, obviously they were still treated like, oh, you're just a girl baseball team. But it, there's something so sweet about it and the, and the teamwork aspect, which was huge. And I think the biggest thing is the cast is phenomenal. And oh, yeah, yeah, Penny Marshall. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is, is awesome in everything he does. Mm-hmm. But Tom Hanks and Madonna? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, how is that even possible? 
But um, I I actually rewatched the trailer because I don't actually happen to have this movie. And oh, it's totally like, worth oh, it's owning. Re- I had to buy yeah, it a couple and, years ago because I'm like, why do I yeah. not own this movie? <laughs> well, that's that's like going to be my my movie night this weekend because I, I was watching the trailer and I'm like, I haven't seen this in so long. I still mm-hmm. remember it. Like even watching the trailer, it kind of emotionally hits you. It does. But I was like, I have to watch this again because it's such a great movie. And even if you watch it not because of the sports, the story, the relationships is so sweet mm-hmm. it's so beautiful it holds um, up it's a timeless yes. timeless movie yeah yes yes and I, and it probably helps because it's a it's a it's a time period it's a it's a period piece if you right. will so yep um i i will say i do have a little runners up on there and it's just simply because i think it's fun and it's funny it's she's the man <laughs> i saw uh, that and i actually i didn't see that movie but i saw that trailer and i'm like wait a minute this looks actually really interesting how did i miss this one <laughs> yeah is it good so it it's really cute i think it's very funny um and it's it's actually based on shakespeare's 12th night yeah so you have like the um you know the mixed the mixed up genders and the everyone's confused at who's who and this one's falling in love with this one but that's this person's actually this person and um and the whole story though centers around um there's two twins and um a guy and a girl and i i cannot remember their names but um amanda Bynes plays the lead and mm-hmm. she just wants to play soccer like she's not asking for much she just wants to be on a soccer team right. and she uh poses as her brother so she can get on a guy's soccer team in college ah. and then all of the relationship hilarities ensue all that kind of stuff but it's a really fun cute movie um it certainly is not going to have the uh you know like tugging on your heartstrings like a league of their own or anything like that but it's a it's a fun like mm-hmm. you know pizza pizza and a movie kind of night you need it's those cute. you absolutely mm-hmm. need those so yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so are there any on the list that you haven't seen that you would like to check out? Did you have anybody? Oh, I had a uh, whip it and she's the man. Cause I was like, I grew up in the nineties when Amanda Bynes was like the thing. And I'm like, how did I not yeah. see this movie? Did they not advertise it that much? Was know. it just a limited? I totally t- would have seen it. I know. That's why I'm wondering I, what yeah. happened to it. Yeah. I never watched it in the theaters. I, I just caught it. I think it was maybe like in Netflix or something like that. Um, It was also one of Channing Tatum's first roles. Yeah. Cause I saw it him in the so trailer. Young. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, for, for me, the two that jumped out that I really want to see, um, Offside, it was the Iranian film about the woman mm-hmm. who wasn't allowed to watch the soccer match, the World Cup soccer match. Fascinating. Want to see that. And for some yeah. odd reason, with my Catherine Hepburn love, I've actually never seen Pat and Mike. Uh, that was out of print when I was in my Catherine Hepburn watching uh, Spencer Tracy is also in it uh, phase. And I have not seen Pat and Mike. Yeah. Yes, yeah, some of those older films, I I was impressed that they even existed. Like mm-hmm. I, I never had heard of them before, and uh, I, I feel like I have got a long list of movies that I have to check out now. I know it's such um, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Poor us, poor us. Mm-hmm. But I I think the one I want to see the most 
is Whip It. It's so good, you guys. I've seen it. It's fabulous. Watch it. I, yes. I had, I had a funny Barrymore, feeling, actually. Yeah. So that's why I went out and rushed to see it. So I love Drew. The, uh, <laughs> the lady from Juno. Yes. I'm very excited to see that. Kristen Wiig. Yep. Which is like nice. awesome. Juliette Lewis, yep. I think, is in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, this is a great cast. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I just liked that I just now this week got to learn so much about roller derby. So I was like, no, <laughs> this is like, this is like the perfect, the perfect timing that I need to go check this movie out. And, um, I'm, who's not going to be a fan of Drew Barrymore and especially yep. if she's directing, directing so, and uh, in it. Yep. Perfect. <clears throat> yeah. So I've, I've got a couple movies on the list to watch this week. Yay! So it's a good problem. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So it's about time to wrap up. So before we do, I want to ask if either of you have a favorite athlete that inspires you in life. Bonnie, would you like to go first? I keep first? going first. Um, I wrote down. <laughs> well, if you want to swap, if you can swap <laughs> no, if you want, I don't mind. <laughs> um, I wrote down um, all the, the young women in the Larry Nasser case. Because to have to deal with wow. that and still perform yes. and to like. Mm-hmm. Tell people that this is happening to you and have them not believe you. And then, Mm. you know, they got the chance to go in court and that amazing judge made them tell every single one of their stories. It was Mm -hmm. so inspiring. It was powerful. Yes. Really powerful. Love it. Yeah. Can I change my answer? (laughs) I also wrote down um, the, you know, if we needed like a real specific one. I really liked in the real games. There was a Chinese uh, lady swimmer who didn't know she won. And oh. it's on YouTube. And she's like, and I just got my period today. <laughs> yes. It was so amazing. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I have to check that oh, out. That sounds so great. so adorable. Oh. Just off the cup. Like, that's character right there. She's like, I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> But yes, Leah, of course you can change your oh. answer. It's not like I would have known. No, no, I, I will stick to to my gut because I did think about it for a while. And I did. I picked Serena Williams. And I really, I just, yes. I love her. And uh, she's powerful. She's bold. She's unbelievably talented at what she does. Um, and she plays like she's got everything to prove. And I think I love that energy that comes off of her. And I really do think she's going to change the game in more ways than one. So I've been watching her for the last couple of years. Um, so I, I had to go with that. But I like Bonnie's answers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no. There, You can't you can't really top either of those. And uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. I I love both answers. A plus. A plus. Yay. Uh, Gold stars. <laughs> what did you pick? <laughs> Uh, I picked Misty Copeland. Good one. Who is, yeah, she's the principal dancer for the American Ballet Theater. And uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, Misty is basically, she was a prodigy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, she started dance at 13. Um, wow. And for those who are unfamiliar, that's late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that is very very late to start dance. I started at three. Yeah, uh, hated it because I didn't like that my mommy wasn't able to stay with me <laughs> right. in class. These are three year old <laughs> problems, <laughs> right? Three year old problems. And then around six years old, I said I want to dance, and I was ready. And so I I had basically been dancing since the age of six. I'd say around that time is pretty common, but 
to start at 13 and within a year go professional wow. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And and this is a girl who also was already battling the uphill battles of um, financial challenges, race challenges. She was not your typical little ballerina. Mm-hmm. And, and she was told that by so many people as well. And now in 2015... She was promoted to principal dancer. She's the first African-American woman to be promoted in their 75-year history of the American Ballet Theater. She is the first. Go on, girl. Love it. It took till 2015. But all I can say, because there's no way I could really do any justice for her, I'm a big fan of dance. I I had an injury years ago that basically stopped me in my tracks Mm -hmm. and... Um, and it's hard yeah. because I don't get to dance anymore and I, I'm able to kind of live vicariously through watching <laughs> other dancers and, and it's hard cause sometimes it's emotional for me because I can still kind of feel that excitement and that passion watching them. Oh, I can understand but, that. Yeah. And, and it, and it is hard sometimes, but I will say that when I watch her, I, I feel nothing but happiness and like, like what more could you get? Like that's, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that's what she wants too. I mean, she's a performer and an athlete, but uh, all you got to do is Google some of her performances and that's all I have to say. She's like, amazing. Yes. No, absolutely. I concur. She, she's, <laughs> in, she's incredible. And, and she's, she's working hard to, uh, you know, push the boundaries and break the stereotypes and pave the way for girls of all colors to be able to mm-hmm. be a part of ballet. And she has a know? couple of books so. out too, doesn't she? She does. And I think um, there's a wonderful documentary about her. Um, I th- It might still be on Netflix. Highly recommend watching it. And I'm telling you, like we were talking about the injuries that the Williams sisters have fought through. Right. You should see some of the, I mean, dancers put their bodies through unbelievable they really like, do trauma yeah and some of the back pains and the and the issues with her feet and then she just gets out there and dances and she looks like she floats right i know that's amazing and it, it's yeah it, it really is amazing and uh so that kind of comes back to the same thing about just finding that motivation and like look what she can accomplish i can get out of bed today right <laughs> yeah. exactly if she you can do I it mean? i can do it yeah exactly exactly so yeah um i think we all pick some really great, inspiring women. Absolutely. <laughs> so now it's time to wrap things up. Um, I'd like to know if you guys have any fun things you'd like to update us on. Leah, do you have anything exciting going on these days you'd like to share? Uh, Your Gal Friday is also partaking in sports month as well. Um, and so we're going to be going into the life and legacy of three amazing gals from various, various sports. We're going to cover Janet Guthrie, who is the first woman in NASCAR and IndyCar. Uh, Babe Drickerson Zalaris, who basically did everything. Uh, that's the way that I kind of like paraphrase her. She was an Olympian in 1932. She was a basketball player, a baseball player. She was a golfer, and she also started the LPGA. Just saying. (laughs) So she's amazing. She does all the sports. And then the last one we're going to do of the season, actually, because this is the last three of our season, is Conchita Cinron. She is a badass bullfighter. She is known as the goddess of the bull ring. Uh, Her tale is one of rebellion that usually ends with, and then she killed the bull. (laughs) 
which yeah. I adore. And Orson Welles was a huge fan of hers as mm-hmm. well. So three exciting ladies to talk about. Uh, very excited about a bullfighter. <laughs> awesome. More great time travel. Guys. Yes, absolutely. I love it. And I would have never thought of bullfighting. That's I crazy. I wanted to think outside the box. I mean, you know, especially because we had Babe who did everything. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Babe covered a lot of sports. I'm like, all right. So what if there's some listeners that are like, you know, what? I really don't care about sports. Let's just, you know, right. what else can we think of? And so I'm like, I wonder if there's a bullfighter. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I will look forward to hearing all of those. Yay. Bonnie, how about you? Anything exciting going on right now? I'm wrapping up my women's history calendar. So that I'm still taking uh, pre-orders in my Etsy shop. And I've got like 30 different little projects I'm working on. So there should be just a explosion of new art to share soon. Excellent. And it is gorgeous, everybody. I encourage you to go out to the Kickstarter and check it out. It is a beautiful calendar. Yes. Looking forward to that. It is her superpower. <laughs> yes, it is her sport. Exactly. They I love had it. art in the Olympics in the very, like when they reintroduced it, but I don't, I don't oh. remember any women being in the art category. Da, 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 da. They need to bring it back. Do they have? I know there was like painting and maybe sculpture. I'm like, did they have like speed painting? Right? Was it speed painting? Yeah, or accuracy? I I don't know how they judged it. Interesting. Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Bonnie, where can everybody reach you? Uh, My website is bonniefillenworth.com, and it's F I L L E N W A R T H. It goes on forever. Ah, uh, it's not that bad. <laughs> All the social media stuff. Bonnie Fillmore. Yep. Leah, how about you? I am at Dr. Leah Leach, and Leach is spelled L-E-A-C-H, unlike the Robin Leach guy. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. And you can find me on Twitter at Geek Chic Lisa. And we'd love to hear from you listeners. Let us know your favorite gal athletes using the hashtag GalChampions. For all the articles discussed today, as well as some inspirational sports quotes, please visit galsguide.org. And until next time, thanks for listening. For more exploration, including show notes and links, visit galsguide.org. Add your voice to the discussion on Twitter at galsguidegalaxy. Support our mission by becoming one of our Patreon members. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Thank you for listening. Returning you to Earth in 3, 2, 1...